Hi there, and welcome to Bill's Facebook study. We are going through the book of Psalms on Thursdays using uh, the daily devotional book by Timothy Keller and his wife, Kathy Keller, uh, talking about the songs of Jesus. They approach it from looking at the Psalms as the songbook and prayer book of the Jews and Jesus day, which makes it being the prayer book and songbook that Jesus used when he went to synagogue and when he reflected at home himself. So it's kind of interesting to think that um, that Jesus himself grew up and that he went to church, as we might call it today, but went to synagogue, did all the, the sacrifices and observed all the laws and ceremonies that the Jews did. And one of those things was singing the Psalms and praying the Psalms. So I appreciate their study. It's a very uh, uh, interesting and unique uh, way of going through the Psalms. And today we find ourselves in uh, a couple of psalms that I want us to emphasize today. This last uh, week we uh, looked at the wonderful Psalm 23 and Psalm 22 that Jesus thinks of when he's on the cross. Psalm 22, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Is how that one starts. And then Psalm 23, the very next one, the 23rd Psalm that everyone knows, uh, starts out, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And that's a great thought and a wonderful comforting chapter uh, out of the Bible. Some of the most beautiful uh, words ever written are in the 23rd Psalm. But uh, I wanted to look at a couple of Psalms today that showed up in this past week's reading as this daily devotional book continues on as we get closer and closer to March. Um, and these two Psalms are Psalm 25 and Psalm 27. Both of those are are wonderful psalms. I think of them a lot, refer to them a lot. Psalm 27, like the 23rd Psalm, is one that I use uh, some of a lot in um, uh, memorial services, funeral messages. It's got a great opening line, and we'll get there in just a moment. But first, Psalm 25. Psalm 25 is the psalm where we get our wonderful uh, contemporary Christian song, Unto Thee, O Lord. You know that one, right? Unto Thee, O Lord. Do I lift up my soul? Well, that's taken right out of uh, several verses in Psalm 25. So let's look at that and read a little bit of it, and we might use it as we close out our lesson today with prayer. But uh, <clears throat> Psalm 25, In you, Lord, my God, the New International Version, I put my trust. I trust in you. Do not let me be put to shame, nor let my enemies triumph over me. No one who hopes in you will ever be put to shame. What a wonderful thought that is. But shame will come on those who are treacherous without cause. One of the things about God's justice is uh, we will ultimately be vindicated. We may not even see it in our lifetimes, but uh, the righteous uh, will not be put to shame ultimately. And uh, the wicked uh, will uh, find their punishment. Uh, we may or may not see it. Uh, and uh, but we trust in the God of love, also the God of justice. Verse 4 of Psalm 25, show me your ways. That's another verse. Show me thy ways. Show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are God, my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. Remember, Lord, your great mercy and love, for they are from of old. That's we want, God, we want to remind God when he thinks of my life and my sinfulness, 
I want God to remember his great mercy and his great love uh, because they are from ancient times and before from eternity. Verse 7, do not remember the sins of my youth and my rebellious ways according to your love. Remember me for you, Lord, are good. Again, another verse from that song, remember not the sins of my youth. It's a great, great little song, and it's taken right out of Psalm 25. And, you know, David in this psalm affirms God and calls us all to join him in praising God, as he does many times in the psalms. And his, uh, his conviction is that a person must live by the help of God. Uh, not by our own powers. Uh, the psalmist, uh, David, continually uh, reminds himself and all of those who are joining him in worship uh, that, you know, we our trust and our hope is in the God who will not allow us to be uh, put to shame. Uh, Christian integrity means leading a life of purity and celibacy if you're not married and telling the truth even when it will harm your career, things the world sees as stupid. That's one of the comments that the Kellers have in this chapter. And again, David points to his life and he says, I'm trying, I'm trying to do what's right. We know he had a great sin with Bathsheba uh, and then he repented. Psalm 51 is his great cry of repentance. We'll get to that Psalm in a couple of months. <clears throat> and, uh, uh, and Psalm 32 is the great acknowledgement. We'll get to that one sooner that says, uh, God, uh, God is the God who forgives sinners, and that person is the one who is blessed. And so David reminds, uh, asks God to show, show me your ways, teach me your paths, guide me in your truth. And that's how we are uh, to live. You know, in our world today, it's your truth and it's my truth, but it's not the truth, but you can't find that in the Bible. Uh, We've been going through a book by Sarah Barrett called Stand Up, Stand Strong, a call to build to bold faith in a confused culture. And one of the things that uh, she mentions is that term post-truth. It was the word of the year a few years ago. And that's kind of where we are in our society, the post-truth society. There's no such thing as the truth. Uh, Pilate even asked Jesus when he was on trial, what is truth? When Jesus said, everyone who listens to the truth, um, who follows the truth, will, will listen to me. And Pilate just says, what is truth? A good career politician, perhaps he had forgotten what the real truth is. Uh, but we can't forget that. And even though we live in a culture that's throwing away the truth for your truth and my truth and some kind of relative understanding of the truth being whatever you want it to be, if that's the case, it's not the truth at all. It's just whatever I want. Well, Scripture calls us to live by God's truth. Um, the psalm pleads with God, show me your ways, teach me your truth. So many psalms, like this one, Psalm 25, uh, are calls to live according to the truth of God's word. This psalm continues in verse 8. Good and upright is the Lord, therefore he instructs sinners in his ways. He guides the humble in what is right and teaches them his way. All the ways of the Lord are loving and faithful toward those who keep the demands of his covenant. For the sake of your name, Lord, forgive my iniquity, though it is great. 
What a great prayer in Psalm 25, verse 11. For the sake of your name, Lord, forgive my iniquity, though it is great. Who then are those who fear the Lord? The psalmist asks. He will instruct him in the ways they should choose. That fearing the Lord, that's a term that you find in wisdom and devotional literature in the Old Testament, such as Psalms or Proverbs or Ecclesiastes. And fearing the Lord means several things. It's defined in several places in the Old Testament. Fear, to fear the Lord is to keep his commandments. To fear the Lord is to be obedient to his call. To fear the Lord is to hold God in the highest place of reverence and respect. So much so that we live according to uh, what he wants and we trust him as this psalm continually says. Uh, the ones who trust in him, he will instruct. The ones who fear him, uh, he will instruct in the ways they should choose. They will spend their days in prosperity and their descendants will inherit the land. The Lord confides in those who fear him. He makes his covenant known to them. Again, a great thought. The psalmist calls on us to be immersed in God's word. That's the person that uh, will will get what God is uh, giving to us and calling us to be. Not wise in our own eyes, uh, but trusting that all the things God sends us are grounded in his loving will. And, uh, and God knows that and he sees that in us. And so we seek not to just be uh, obedient to the uh, black and white of the law, but to actually be in a close relationship with God. We see that in many places in the Psalms, uh, including uh, in this Psalm. Uh, the Psalm continues in verse 15, and we'll close it out and then get to Psalm 27. <clears throat> my eyes are ever on the Lord, for only he will release my feet from the snare. Turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. Relieve the troubles of my heart and free me from my anguish. You can tell that the psalmist was suffering. Look upon my affliction and my distress and take away all my sins. See how numerous are my enemies and how fiercely they hate me. David understood that. Guard my life and rescue me. Do not let me be put to shame for I take refuge in you. Connecting this part with the earlier part of the psalm. Let me not be ashamed. May integrity and uprightness protect me because my hope, Lord, is in you. Deliver Israel, O God, from all their troubles. Um, this idea of hope is not a blind hope, just like faith, biblical faith is not a blind faith. Uh, it's waiting eagerly, and uh, as Hebrews tells us in Hebrews 11, it is waiting with some assurance. It's not just resignation, it's not just being passive, but it's actually... Uh, hoping and acting like you believe that that hope uh, will be fulfilled. That's certainly what Paul affirms to us <clears throat> many places, including Romans chapter 8. We may not be able to see the whole picture from beginning to end, but we can trust in God, and we know that he will not allow us to be put to shame. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, that brings us, we're going to move on to uh, Psalm 27 and, and look at a few verses from this great psalm. The psalm begins with these wonderful words of assurance. Psalm 27, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? <clears throat> when the wicked advance against me to devour me, it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. 
Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then will I be confident. One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. <coughs> Excuse me. This idea of gazing upon God is not just a casual glance, but rather it is uh, focusing, a sustained focus, the Kellers tell us. Uh, to sense God's beauty in the heart is to have such pleasure in him uh, that our hearts uh, delight in God and we constantly look to him and look to the blessing of being in his uh, presence forever. Both of these psalms say, Lord, give me, give me this one thing. Uh, Psalm 27 verse 4 had said, One thing I ask, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. And we know that that's how that great 23rd Psalm ended as well. Uh, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Well, let's close our time together today with prayer as we tend to do in these studies on Thursdays from the Psalms. And I'd like for us to uh, uh, use the words of the Psalmist in Psalm 25 uh, to offer up that prayer. Let's pray. In you, O Lord, our God, we put our trust. We trust in you. Do not let us be put to shame, nor let our enemies triumph over us. No one who hopes in you will ever be put to shame, but shame will come on those who are treacherous without cause. Show us your ways, O Lord. Teach us your paths. Guide us in your truth and teach us, for you are God, our Savior, and our hope is in you all day long. Remember, Lord, your great mercy and love, for they are from old. Do not remember the sins of our youth and our rebellious ways, but according to your love, remember us, for you, Lord, are good. For the sake of your name, Lord, forgive our iniquity, forgive our sins. Turn to us and be gracious to us, for we are lonely and afflicted. Relieve the troubles of our heart and free us from our anguish. Look upon our affliction and our distress and take away all our sins. Guard our lives and rescue us. Do not let us be put to shame, for we take refuge in you. Our hope, Lord, is in you. Through Jesus we pray. Amen. I pray that you will have a wonderful weekend and that you will feel the presence of the, of the Lord and that as you... Uh, uh, need to and want to look to the book of the Psalms, the wonderful song book and prayer book of Israel, the prayer book of Jesus, and, uh, and find comfort and hope. God bless, and I'll see you on Tuesday.